Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. Be sure to visit primed.com podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME CE credit. Karen presents today for a follow-up visit. She is 67-year-old with a history of arthritis, chronic angina, and migraine headaches. She retired this year and is interested in improving her health. She's been reading more about different options to help with her pain, and she read recently about using acupuncture for her chronic stable angina chest pain. Hi, this is Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. And joining me today to discuss acupuncture for chronic stable angina is Jill Terrian, associate professor and director of nurse practitioner programs at the Graduate School of Nursing at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Hi, Jill. Hi, Frank. Wow. So Karen's trying to get healthy, get off some of her meds, and she's asking about acupuncture for angina. That seems wild. Can you remind us a little bit about what chronic stable angina is? Absolutely, Frank. And I think it's great that she's come in and wanted to be so proactive. So, um, well, first of all, angina is caused by myocardial ischemia. Chronic stable angina is a, is a patient that's been totally worked up and has a very predictable type of chest pain, um, usually responsive to stress, exercise, uh, even emotions in some patients usually relieved by either rest, if that was the offending activity, or it can be from nitrates, whether short-acting, long-acting. And many patients are on beta blockers or possibly calcium channel blockers and or aspirin. Yeah, I, I think chronic stable engine is a huge problem, and we, we throw pills at it hoping things get better. Um, uh, why is it important to consider acupuncture for chronic stable angina? I didn't know there was any data that supported that. So it was interesting. I, I saw this study, and I, I said, wow, acupuncture for chronic stable angina, what's that all about? So it's a study. I want to remind the listeners that it's done in China. Um, acupuncture in China is a very traditional form of medicine. And also in this study, they talk about... Um, they talk about how there are many rural areas in China, and so sometimes getting medications is difficult, and so acupuncture is very much a go-to treatment. And so they did this study. Um, they had 400 participants in the study, 400 patients, and they stratified them across four groups. Uh, one got um, acupuncture on a the disease meridian, because as you know, acupuncture stimulates different areas and different organs are connected by these meridians and energy points. And so a quarter of the uh, participants got the acupuncture on the disease meridian. The other 100 got it on a meridian not related to the organ. Another group got sham acupuncture, which, you know, is interesting in itself, and the other people were on a waiting list and were not receiving. Everybody was doing a diary. Um, the people receiving acupuncture at whatever level got it three times a week, and it went on for a 16-week uh, trial, 20 weeks totally over the whole thing. What they found is the, that the group that got the acupuncture on the disease-modifying meridian actually had quite impressive results with decreased episodes of 
their angina and less use of their medications. Wow. How did it compare to the non-disease meridians or the sham acupuncture? So about um, the disease-modifying meridian had the best results compared to the... Um, to the other arms, they had the best. So when you compared them, they took them head to head and looked at the disease meridians versus any meridian, and it was better. Then they took the disease meridian and compared it to the sham, and it was superior to that. And then they took it and they compared it to the people that were on the waiting list and weren't having any acupuncture. So, so it sounds like using the disease-modifying meridian acupuncture was the most effective. And it beat the other three groups. Absolutely, that's wow. what that's that's what the findings and you know. I think that's how fans. I interpreted it. Yes, I think it's, that's fantastic, and it's a really interesting area because you think of of acupuncture for um, other pain syndromes, um, but chronic stable angina was not on my radar. What what is the data around acupuncture in, in other in other areas? Where has it been effective? So uh, the, the listeners will find some resources on the page, on the landing page, and it talks about the acupuncture and the evidence behind it. And there is a list. Uh, it's had some evidence with a variety of health conditions that include anxiety, arthritis, chronic pain. And I can actually say that I had patients, I used to work in oncology, and when they were particularly troubled by nausea, this is before we had the great drugs we have for anti-nausea, mm -hmm. They tried acupuncture, and some had some very good results from that. People have used acupuncture for nausea, as I just said, sciatica, stress and anxiety, um, tinnitus, mm -hmm. and even weight loss. And weight loss, I know. It's, it's really pretty interesting. I, I'm, I, I realize the study was done in China, and that may alter the results, but um, it's growing across this country. Um, how do you go about finding an acupuncturist to refer Karen to? And... and, and is getting acupuncture something that insurance is going to cover? Great questions. I think in your, I did find actually a link to the American Academy of Medical Acupuncture. I mean, I have you know I have no connection to them, but you know as I was I was typing in like you know the city I live in, and I had several sites pop up. Um, so there's you know first of all there's reaching out to your medical community has anybody used acupuncture do you have a center for integrative medicine they might be somebody that you can ask or you can go on this website you can plug in the state that you live in or down to even you know your city and you can get a list um, and you can but what you never really need to do is is it covered on your insurance now either a you can call a place and find out if they will take your patient what the referral process is like mm -hmm. and you can ask them about what they that what the expense is and how the patient should go about finding out about the cost there's going to be a cost and it, it ranges I tried to google some prices it's all over the place because it depends on how long the session is and then how many points they are putting in and how often you're going to visit that's recommended for the problem you're going there for you're getting treated for right well and, and you think about that but if a patient's paying $30, $35 a prescription per month for their two or three agents that they're using for their chronic stable angina, it could be cost equivalent or it could be even, the acupuncture could even be less. So I, I think it's certainly an option that we need to be open to and we also need to encourage patients to consider. Right, and it's not that I expect listeners to go out and refer everybody for acupuncture that they have in their practice that has chronic stable angina. 
but it is one more alternative for people to try if they're open. It's non-pharmacologic, it, but I also want to say it's not without its adverse events. Mm -hmm. You know, there is pain associated with it. They are putting a hair-thin needle into different points. Um, it, there's been some bleeding associated with it uh, and some, you know, some bruising. But, you know, all in all, you know, you have to take everything and look at it from all angles. This study that I'm talking about was actually done in China, where this is, like I said, a very traditional form of medicine. It's readily available. And, um, you know, and, and so there is a difference in the U.S. Yep, I, I, I understand. Uh, I, I remember there was always the scare about HIV or hepatitis being transmitted. And I think most places, at least in the U.S., use disposable needles now. And, and often, most places I've used um, have payment plans for patients. So there, is some, there are some pros and some cons, but overall, this is a great option for someone, especially if they failed two or three different drugs for their chronic stable angina. I agree. Well, thank you very much, Jill. This is great. Thank you, Frank. Practice pointer. Consider acupuncture for your patients with chronic stable angina, especially those who are difficult to control. It tends to decrease pain and improve their quality of life. Join us next time when we talk about apps to help patients lose weight, including one that involves pictures of your food. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primemed.com podcast, and see you next week.